0: Welcome to Hillside Baptist Church Podcast. We are a church that is committed to preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it is our privilege to open God's word with you. It is our prayer that you receive the message from the man of God with an open heart. That through God's word, you are encouraged and equipped to face life's challenges. But most importantly, it is our prayer that you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior If you haven't already. If you'd like to connect with us, you can do so at hillsidebc.com, find us on Facebook, or send us an email at info at hillsidebc.com. We hope that you benefit from today's message, and that you would share it with a friend. But let's now open our hearts and God's Word.
1: Good morning, church. Uh, it's an honor and privilege to be part of your mission conference. And thank you, Pastor, for allowing us to come. Is this a feedback? Or... And uh, first of all, I just want to express my gratitude to all of you for the American. Uh, we are thankful for two things for the American. Number one, for those military that you send into our country. And thank you. And we salute you for all of what you're doing. And uh, thank you for all the military, the Navy, Marines, or policemen, something like that. And because of that, we gained back our freedom in the Philippines. And now we're celebrating our 124th Independence Day in the Philippines because you help us. And let me remind as well, the young people, that uh, freedom is not free. Many people sacrifice their lives and their families in order for us to enjoy our freedom, especially here in your country. And also, we are thankful for the missionary that you sent into our country. And because of that, we were able to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now it's our turn to reach our own people in the Philippines. And uh, we have 120 million Filipinos right now. And uh, we want to tell you that uh we thank God for this church, especially the time that uh, when my wife uh, experienced the ruptured brain aneurysm. Pastor Bingham, thank you for the encouragement during the time. And uh, thank you to my American parents here in Springfield, to Mama Gary and Papa Dennis. Thank you for all your encouragement. And we will never forget that. And this morning, I'd like to be an encouragement. Amen. I don't want to cry because if I cry, I will lose my voice. So, but, uh, but we thank the Lord and uh, thank you for this church. Thank you for your 15 years that you had been supporting us into the ministry. And uh, thank God for Hillside Baptist Church. And thank you all people. You are in the right track. Keep on and keeping on. Don't get tired to the missionary. Amen. You know, God is a missionary God. God has only one Son, and yet He allowed His Son and sent into this world and died on the cross in order for us to be saved. You know, when God created everything, He just spoke and it was done. But in order for us to be saved, it took the life and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ in order for you and I to be saved. And... Uh, you know, in the, in the history, they said when Queen Elizabeth died, the Queen of England, when she died by means of technology and by means of media, they said that one uh, half of our population exactly heard what happened to her. And the sad story of this is 2,000 years ago, the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross and He resurrected after three days, and yet one half of our population still never heard the clear presentation of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God can need someone, and we could be used for the glory of God in order for the people to be saved. Amen? So this morning, I'd like to encourage you and challenge you about mission to be an encourager. Amen? The title of our message is, Be an Encourager, or the Ministry of Encouragement. If you have a Bible, please turn with me in the book of Acts chapter 9, in verse 26 to 27. Shall we all stand up, please, as we give honor and reverence to the Word of God? Acts chapter 9, my desire this morning is to be a blessing. The Bible says in verse 26, And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. Verse 27, But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way, and that he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Let's have a word of prayer. Our grace, God and Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you use me and anoint me, Help me to preach like never before. And I pray, O oh Lord, that you empower me this morning. And let me, and let me peel with the Holy Spirit, Lord, so that I could encourage someone this morning. Thank you for this wonderful church. Thank you for Hillside Baptist Church. Thank you for this church family, for Pastor Bingham, for Pastor Tolbert. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful church. As we start this uh, mission conference, Lord, I pray that you bless me and empower me. I have no confidence in myself. I humble before you, Lord, and I ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to anoint me and bring the message to the heart of your people. Once again, thank you, Lord. We promise that everything that we'll accomplish will give honor and glory only to thy name. For this we ask in the most precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. You know, in our introduction, there is something you need, I need, and we all need, and that is encouragement. I believe with all my heart that we need encouragement into our family, amen? A father who really works hard to protect and to provide for his family, he really needs an encouragement, especially when they are down and when they are ready to give up, they need an encouragement. A mother who had a tender heart, and they do everything as well to make the house beautiful and clean. And when they feel that they are not accomplishing, accomplishing nothing, and when their health begins to fade, they really need an encouragement. Even our children, I believe that they need an encouragement. Sometimes they made a bad decision in their life. Sometimes they have ups and downs in their life, but also they really need an encouragement. As I told them this morning in the Sunday school hour, I told to the young people that there are decisions that, that will make you happy, but there are decisions that will make you sad. There are decisions that will ruin your dignity as a man or as a woman of God, but there are decisions that will uh, make you a man or a woman of integrity. So choose the best invaluable decision in your life. Amen? And I believe with all my heart, even our grandparents, especially those who are in the assisted living, and those people who are in the nursing home, they really need an encouragement, especially when their wife was snatched or when their loved ones are snatched by death, they really need an encouragement. I believe also that we need encouragement to the church and to the ministry. Amen. Your pastor is not a superman. He really needs an encouragement and his family. Amen. Help your pastor to become successful into the ministry. Instead, you are tearing down your pastor, try to build him up and help him to become successful into the ministry. The deacon who had a servant heart, they also need an encouragement together with their family. The music director, the choir member, they really need an encouragement. You know, what is life without music? Amen. I love music because music is a good preparation before the preaching of God's Word. Amen. And the mission director also, they really need an encouragement. Every member, either you're ordinary or you're special, everybody needs an encouragement. And let me tell you that every member is important to the church. Every member can be a minister. Every member can be an encourager by the grace of God. Amen? So please stop your pity party attitude sometimes that you feel that you are not important to the church. You are important to the church because you are a child of God. Amen? So you know, since the fall of men, we experience and we live in a world filled of stress, strife, struggle, sickness, and death. That's why we have theology in the Philippines. I, I, I will repeat again, you know. I, I think I, I mentioned this before during the, the last time we are here, but for the sake of others that are not here in 2018, we have a new theology in the Philippines, Pastor. We call it Filipino theology. <laughs> they said that if Adam and Eve are just Filipino... Probably the whole race of human beings will never fall into sin. Probably we don't have a problem about divorce or cancer or death, something like that. Because if they are Filipino, they will never eat the forbidden fruit. They will never eat the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. They will eat the snake. <laughs> you know fry the old skin and then chop chop the chop the meat on it and make adobo on it <laughs> but we know the story the human race will fall into sin and we live in a world full of discouragement you know in my 25 years into the ministry i saw a lot of people that they get discouraged in their work in the school and even to the church they feel discouraged and the saddest story when they get discouraged in their life that their discouragement turn into bitterness and bitterness destroy their good life bitterness destroy their lovely family and bitterness destroy the godly ministry that God entrusted to them that's why we need to be very careful if we are discouraged Let God use our discouragement to become a better Christian, but don't let the devil use your discouragement to become bitter to God or bitter to someone, because if you are bitter to someone, God will not use you to become an encourager. We need encouragement to each other. Discouragement is a toxic to our human body, and bitterness is a poison to our soul. You know, during the time when my wife, she experienced the uh, brain, ruptured brain aneurysm, to be honest with you, as human being, I asked the Lord, Lord, why my wife? Why my family? Why we experience this, this tragedy or trial in our life? My wife, she had been safe in the ICU for 15 days, and another 15 days in the recovery room, and another four months for the rehab of therapy, something like that, but You know, God is good. God speak to me in a small voice, and God remind me that His grace is always sufficient to me and to us. And then finally, because of the ministry of encouragement, I finally realize that God is greater in the storm of our life by the grace of God. So thank God for the ministry of encouragement. Thank you for this church. Thank you for helping us that we will able to pay the bill in the hospital and pay the medicine and the doctors. And by the grace of God, we completely pay the bill in the hospital. And thank you for all your prayers. But this morning, we will study about the life of a man who made the encourager hall of fame. Amen. He is the first minister of encouragement. And he is everybody's best friend. And his nickname was Joseph. Sounds my like sounds like my last name, Pastor. (laughs) I think he was my great great grandfather, you know. But the apostle called him Barnabas because he was a son of consolation and he was a son of encouragement. Always remember that encouragement makes a difference into our life. Either you will receive encouragement or you will give encouragement, it always makes a difference to our life. Amen? So, I'll give you three points this morning. I, you know that I'm a three-point shooter, basketball. So, i give you three points tonight. I'm a Baptist preacher as well. So, number one, encourage her, break barriers for others. So, read the story in Acts chapter 9, verse 26 and 27. The Bible says, And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he assayed to join himself. To the disciple but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple the most hated and fearful man in jerusalem during the time by the grace of god he came to know the lord jesus christ as his lord and personal savior thank god he got saved but you know what when the apostles and when the disciples knew that he got saved They put barriers on him because they don't believe that he was a true Christian. They don't believe that he was a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible says they believe that he was just a spy to destroy the church. So when Apostle Paul came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as his Lord and personal Savior, he he tried to unite himself to the church. And he tried to win the acceptance of his brother and sister in Christ. But because of his past prejudice, they never believed that he was a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. So here is come Apostle Paul Gods, the persecutor, became the preacher of the gospel, but nobody believed on him. And he felt discouraged and desperate because the apostles put barriers on him so that he could not enter in into the ministry. But the good thing here. You know, every time we remember the conversion and the calling of Apostle Paul, we will always amaze about the power of the grace of God. Amen? God has a heart of grace and love for us. Because if He did not, we would all be in hell. But thank God for the grace, the restoring grace of God, the redeeming grace of God, the reviving grace of God, and the rewarding grace of God and the replenishing grace of God upon the life of Apostle Paul. Thank God for His grace that reached down from heaven and how God can save this wicked man and transform his life into the ministry and became the apostles of the Gentiles. That's only the grace of God. Amen? And thank God also for the grace of God in my life. You know, I grew up into a Roman Catholic and Church of Christ in the Philippines and I believe... For the false hope of salvation, I believe that salvation is by good works and by baptism. But I thank God at the age of 16, when Bible school students shared to me the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, I realized my lost condition. I realized that it's not about my religion, it's not about my good works, it is about relationship, and it's only by grace through faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank God at the age of 16, I got saved. Amen? So, if you are here today and you don't know for sure if God can still save you, well, if God saved Apostle Paul, if God save me, there's no doubt that God can still save you and rescue you from the wicked hands of the devil. And He can save you and transform your life as well and be used for the glory of God. And also, we are thankful for the life of Barnabas because he break the barriers for the Apostles. And he encouraged Apostle Paul when he was discouraged and when he was desperate. You know, he never brought his pass. He never criticized the mistake of Apostle Paul. He never said, look, you are a murderer, you are a blasphemer, you are a destroyer. No, Barnabas is a good encourager. He stepped in, you know, when everybody stepped out. And he step or step out when everybody step down, I should say. And he step in when others step out. He entered, you know, he allowed Apostle Paul to be part of the ministry. And he gave the testimony of Apostle Paul to the apostles like Peter and John and the other apostles during the time. And he assisted Apostle Paul into the ministry. And he declared to them how he preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And also he declared his credibility that he was a true Christian. He declared to them that the persecutor became the preacher of the gospel, the destroyer became the defender of faith, and the murderer became the missionary and built more churches in Asia Minor. So if if you're here as well, maybe you're asking God if God can still use you into the ministry, well let me remind you, God is still in the business of restoration. Amen? Regardless of your past or your past condition or your present circumstances or future concern, let me remind you that God can still use us only by His grace. Amen? So that is the first point, the encourager, break barriers for others. When everybody are discouraged and desperate, there is Barnabas that break the barriers so that Apostle Paul could enter in and be part of God's ministry and mission. The second thing that I'd like to share to you, not only encourage you, break barriers for others. Number two, encourage you, build bridges for others. Amen? And in Acts chapter 15, verse 36, the Bible says, And some days... After Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again to visit our brethren in every city where we have preached where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do and Barnabas determined to take with them John whose surname was Mark but Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work and the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from another. And, and so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus and Paul to Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. So here's the story, when Apostle Paul had the privilege, when when Barnabas break the barriers and then Apostle Paul be part of the ministry and ministry part of mission program, and he's doing the great thing for the Lord. So is the story that he, when he started the ministry in Pampillia, he took John Mark with him to start a missionary journey in Pampillia. But it so happened that during this time, John Mark was so young. And to make the long story short, John Mark was so discouraged, maybe he got homesick, And for whatever reason it is, he quit in the mission in Pamplia, and went back home, and left Apostle Paul in Pamplia alone. So because of this situation, you know, Apostle Paul has no longer. uh, Because of this situation, he made the conclusion that John Mark is no longer profitable into the ministry. And he's, all, he's already finished with John Mark. So this is very interesting, you know, because, because Barnabas never give up on Apostle Paul, amen? But Paul is ready to give up on John Mark because he left him in Pampilia in the ministry. But here he's come, you know, the contention was so sharp and they separated each other. And the Bible says that Paul took Silas, and then Barnabas took John Mark with him. And by good faith, they continue the ministry and the mission of the Lord Jesus Christ. The good thing about Barnabas, he never saw the problem of a person. He, never, he saw the potential like what he saw to Apostle Paul. Amen? And he saw the potential of John Mark as well, not the problem. This is very interesting. Because Apostle Paul ready to give up on John Mark, but Barnabas never quit on Apostle Paul. By the grace of God, so their disagreement was sharp, and that they separated from each other. So the good thing here, the good encourager like John Mark, uh, no, it's Barnabas. This is what, this is what people really need at this time. You know, after pandemic or no, no, pandemic. <laughs> Sorry. Pandemic or plandemic, what it is, you know, people really need an encouragement like John Mark. John Mark needs a person that will encourage him instead of having a critical spirit, you know, and being a judgmental to him. You really need someone that will encourage him and give him a chance to be part into the ministry. And that is Barnabas. Amen. Thank God for the life of Barnabas. He demonstrate the life of Christ to, to John Mark. By encouraging him into the ministry, and also he display, he display Christ in his life when he give him the second chance and be part of God's ministry. You know, if God will never use Barnabas to Apostle Paul, just to think about it. If if everybody just like the Apostle Paul or the apostles that they put barriers. On Apostle Paul, you know, probably we don't have the 14 books of the Bible. Thank God for Barnabas. He was not a great preacher. He was not a popular man, but he was an encourager. God used Barnabas to Apostle Paul, and because of that, we have the 14 books of the Bible. We have the book of Romans, for Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st Thessalonians, 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, and I believe he wrote also the book of Hebrews. If you don't agree with me, maybe Pastor John Bingham is the author of the book of Hebrews. <laughs> but he did because somebody break barriers for him and he enter into the ministry and break or build the bridges. Then what happened to John Mark after the second chance, after the encouragement? Well, John Mark was able to wrote the Gospel of Mark when he had given the second chance. That is the ministry of encouragement and second chance. Amen? So, maybe you, you are experiencing or maybe you are really messed up in your life and in your past and felt that God could not use you anymore. Well, understand that God is still in the business of restoration. Amen? The restoring grace of God. God can still do great things in your life if you are truly repentant, if you are humble and teachable and be obedient to the will of God and to the Word of God. God can still use you. Let your sin be covered and cleansed by the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and get right with God. And I believe with all my heart that God can still use us use the second chance to be more effective, to be used for the glory of God as well. So then lastly, I, I feel nervous a little bit. <laughs> then third, encourager bring blessings to others. So number one, encourager break barriers for others. And we can do that, amen? Number two, encourager breeds uh, no, no. Build bridges for others. We can be a bridge. You know, the gospel or the book of Acts is a bridge between the gospel book to the Pauline epistle, and the book of Acts is also the bridge between the life of Christ and the life of Apostle Paul. How they got, how Apostle Paul got saved into the ministry. Then third, encourager. Bring blessing to others. Another verse that we will able to read the life of Barnabas is in Acts chapter 4 in verse 36 to 37. The Bible say and Joseph so that's my great great grandfather amen who by the apostle was surnamed Barnabas which being interpreted the son of consolation a Levite and of the country of Cyprus having the land sold it and brought the money and laid it unto the apostles' feet. So, an encourager bring blessing to others. So, did you know what happened to, to, this, to this chapter? So, here's the story again. That the first church of Jerusalem was characterized by great power and great grace of God. Because they truly prayed. They pray, and then their ministry is a result of the power of the Holy Spirit. And many people got saved during the time. They have a revival during the day of Pentecost. From 12 persons, they turned to 120. From 120, they turned to 3,000, and then 5,000. And the Bible says daily people got saved and baptized. And the Bible says multitude. Wow. Great multitudes came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. But when Christianity grew in Jerusalem, they also experienced persecution from the Roman government and from the religious people. So that's why during the time, if they announce that you are a Christian, it will cost your job, it will cost your life, and it costs your family during the time. So to make the long story short, again, the the Jerusalem Church they have uh, to to keep the ministry and the mission. They have a great a great need of money. So their back were financially against the wall because of the persecution that they experienced in their church. But here's come the encourager Barnabas, who had a peace of valuable property and sold that property and gave the money to the apostles so that the ministry can keep on and keeping on during the time. So this is the encourager. Not only he break the barriers for others, not only he builds bridges for others, but he wants to become a blessing to someone. Encouragers sow the need and they want to be a help for that need and they want to become a blessing to someone. But you know what if you focus on yourself you won't be an encourager at all You know selfish people they are concerned about taking and getting of what they want But encourager they focus on other people they try to be a blessing they try they are a giving people they are serving people they try to lift up the people not to tear them down they they are praising people and they are—they—they have a good heart because they try to express the, their gratitude upon their heart that God is really good upon them. That is an encourager. They focus on what they can do, not the problem. Amen? And they will say, let me help you. Or they look for ways to become a blessing or to strengthen us and to help other people. So, this morning, but... Don't get the idea that if you want to become an encourager, you need a lot of money. No, that's not what I'm saying. You know, we can be an encourager by praying other people. Amen? We can be encourager others with our prayers, our calls, our cards, or kind words. Or even our presence, we could be a blessing. Even In fact, even a cup of cold water can make a difference. For those who are weary travelers, for those people who are weary, we could be an encouragement to them by the grace of God. You know, sick people, they don't need a lot of money. They need a word of concern. Lonely people, they don't need a lot of money. They need a few minutes of time. Stay with them, encourage them. And hurting people, they don't need a lot of money. They just need a touch on the shoulder. And encourage them into the ministry. And discourage people that don't need a lot of money as well. They need a sentence of hope and a sentence of love. So participate, a good encourage, they participate in the work of God. And they promote the work of God by the grace of God. You know, when God called me to the ministry, as I told you before, I want to become a civil engineer. I want to build a house and building something like that. But you know, when God called me to the ministry, God has a better plan in my life, that He wants me to build lives. By the grace of God, we won. We, we have a members in our church that are drug addict, and now his son became assistant pastor by the grace of God. And we're able to build family as well. We have a couple that they had been separated for 16 years. And by the grace of God, when we counsel them, they what do you call it, they, their marriage became clear again and then they, were, they are now faithfully attending to our church by the grace of God. You know, in the Philippines, we don't have a divorce. You know that? That's how there's culture. That's why we have three kinds of ring pastor. <laughs> we have engagement ring, we have wedding ring, and then if you marry a wrong guy in the Philippines or a wrong girl, we call that suffering. You will suffer the rest of your life. So, but we thank the Lord for the ministry of encouragement. Amen. You know, I, I'd like to share to you my, the burden of my heart. The, the purpose of our deputation right now is, is not for us. The, per, the last time we came here, we tried to raise money for the building. And by the grace of God, we are able to build the building in the Philippines by good size. The capacity is 350 Filipino people by the grace of God. And thank you for your help that we were able to build the church in the Philippines. Good size of Baptist church. But for American, maybe only 200 person. You know, because we are Filipino, are small and short and skinny, you know. America, oh, you're blessed by God. (laughs) But your size pastor, you're a size Filipino. (laughs) You know, so we thank the Lord for that opportunity and now we are trying to help other pastors in the Philippines. Last year, we will, I was able to raise money for the two property and we gave to the local pastor in the Philippines. And now the purpose of our deputation is to try to help five more local pastors in the Philippines. These are the people that had been 10 to 12 years into the ministry and they're still renting a place and they were not able to buy their own property. And God broke my heart that God gave us a good building, a good size of property, and yet my fellow pastors there are struggling. So please help me to encourage this five pastor. I'm trying to raise money for $70,000, and I'm looking for one millionaire here. Do you have a millionaire here, Pastor? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm looking for 70 churches, or 70 businessmen that will give us at least a thousand dollar, that will able to help these five pastors in the Philippines, or 700 faithful members that will give us at least a hundred dollars, and we will able to purchase five properties and give and encourage to the five pastors in the Philippines. So please pray for us. We're trying to do this. Even my wife was. Sometimes he suffer headache because we, we travel a lot, but we, we, we just try to help the local pastor in the Philippines and be a blessing to them. And thank you for being part of your mission program. Conclusion. Can we have the conclusion? Yeah. Encouragement will work at any time, any place, and to anybody. You will never make a mistake if you try to encourage someone. They will not be a wrong person. It will not be a wrong timing, something like that. It's always good to encourage someone. Anywhere you go, and anybody, or anytime.
0: Thank you All so much you for joining us today. Is it is such a privilege to a share God's Word with you. If God not has not spoken to your heart because of the of God, message,
1: stop right now and respond and to
0: whatever powerful. it is God is and asking, is God
1: asking is of you. Don't wait another people. minute. Thank you so much. God bless you.
0: You can pray right where you're at and ask God for his help. If this message has helped you in any way, we would love to hear from you. Let us know if you have any questions or we can help you with your decision. Jesus asked his disciples, who do ye say that I am? And he offers the same question to you today. What would your answer be?